Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Why did the Bucks franchise Chris Godwin instead of Shaquille Barrett? And how did they pull together the Levante David deal? There's a chance to sign Shaquille Barrett for the long term. We've got all this to discuss and more with Tom Jones, my former radio partner, longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, now with the Pointer Institute on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. All right, Tom Jones joins us now. What's up, Tommy? You know what, Rick? I'm taking over right now. I'm going to take over. It's your podcast. I'm going to take over hosting duties just for a minute. Let's let's go back to our radio days. Absolutely. We used to come back from break, and a lot of times I would be the first one to start talking. And mm-hmm. I would turn to you to explain the Bucks. and this is a perfect day for you to explain the Bucks to me. So right. we go into this offseason. Obviously, you know, we'll talk about Derek, Bro- or, uh, Derek Brooks. Jeez. Talk about Levante David. Same guy. Uh, yeah, really same guy. Same right? guy. <laughs> we'll talk about his his deal in a bit. But the, the, obviously the, the big question going into this offseason was, was down to two guys, Chris Godwin right. and Shaq Barrett. They mm-hmm. were going to probably try to franchise tag one guy and try to sign the other guy. I thought going in, Rick, that I looked at it. Th- here's the way I looked at it from the outside is, okay, the Bucks obviously want both of these guys back. Uh, Chris Godwin is a, is a really good receiver. Shaq Barrett's an elite pass rusher. I thought the emphasis would be, okay, let's do everything we can to keep Shaq Barrett now. And the way, the best way to do that is franchise tag Shaq Barrett and then take your chances with Chris Godwin, knowing full well you might lose Chris Godwin at that point, but maybe thinking, okay, maybe we can afford to lose uh, Chris Godwin. So explain to me. I was a little surprised, and I, I don't know that you were because you've been reporting on this for a couple of days now. But explain to me why the Bucks sort of did it the other way. Why franchise tag Chris Godwin and now take your chances and roll the dice that you're going to be able to sign Shaq Barrett long term. And, and to be clear, you're going on the theory, and I think a lot of people would, expel, would, 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 would agree with you on this, which is edge rusher. In terms of in terms of value on a, on an NFL team would trump wide receiver just right. in general right right and and that if I had to I could replace Chris Godwin a little bit easier or at least come right. closer sure. by finding a some receiver somewhere maybe even in the draft than I will be to to replace Shaq Barrett right and you have Mike Evans and potentially Antonio Brown back and you have you know. Other other receivers like Tyler OJ Johnson, Howard eventually coming back, you would hope. OJ and, Howard, Scotty Miller, right? right? So you got you got dudes, right? Right, and maybe and maybe you sign some, either like either sign somebody or because I mean not to say that receivers are a dime a dozen, but they're they're more per dime than yeah. than there are edge really. And I'm not just talking about an okay pass rusher. I'm talking right. about a guy who's really good at it. Yeah. And like I said, maybe the plan here, and you're going to explain it to me. I thought, I hope you're yeah. going to, that maybe they're still going to end up with both of these guys on their roster at the start of next season. But it just seemed to me, if I had to lock one down, I'm going to go into next year. I got to have one of these guys, Shark Bats, the guy that I would want to have. Yeah. So I t- I would tag him then. Is, yeah. Is, 
I, I think all of that is all of that is fair, and all of that uh, uh, can be scrutinized depending on how it all turns out. Because they they did not, you know, franchise tag Shaq Barrett. They they gave the tag to Chris Godwin. I, I think you have to look at free agency and and this team in particular, sort of as a puzzle, right? You 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 can't. Because everything you do has tentacles to the other players, right? Because it's a hard cap, and you can manipulate the salary cap. For those that don't understand the salary cap, it's a little like a credit card, you know. <laughs> eventually, <laughs> you got to pay. You got to you, you can chart your limit might be X, but eventually those bills are coming due, whether it's this month, next month, next year, whatever. And that's sort of the way to look at uh, the salary cap. But you know, the Bucks had some money, not a lot of money, but they got like two dozen free agents, many of whom they'd like to get back. But the primary guys we'd all agree in some order is Shaq Barrett, Chris Godwin, Levante David. Okay, those those three, right? And we could talk about Gronkowski and Ryan Suckup right, and Ndamukong right. Sue later. But those are going to be the tough ones. So why not um, – why franchise Godwin and, and not Shaq Barrett in this instance if Barrett is, in fact, uh, a higher thing to replace? And I think it goes back to – the entire puzzle, you know, a year ago when Shaq Barrett was here in his first season and, and playing under a $4 million contract, which is when you look back on it and you go, wow, how'd that happen? <laughs> right. He had one other offer from Cincinnati and they flunked him on a physical because of his shoulder. So he comes to Tampa and he gets 19 and a half sacks on a one-year deal. Incredible, right? You hit the lottery. I mean, like just who does that, right? Who goes from four – you know, four million dollars. He had a career. He had in five seasons. Tom, he had fourteen sacks. Five seasons with the Broncos. Didn't start. Played behind some. You know, some Demarcus Ware and you know, you know just a lot of great Von Miller and a lot of great players out there. But okay, so he's ready for his payday. You know, I mean, like, hey, I did my end. I had I led the league. The I mean, I led the entire league, right? Right. And so you'd love to give him a long term deal, except. There's a pandemic. There's a pandemic, and you don't know if you're going to have fans. There's a pandemic, and you have no clue, no way of knowing what the 2021 salary cap will be, but you suspect it'll be a lot lower because the salary cap is is based on revenues, designated gross revenues, of which the players and the, and the owners split. Players are almost a 50%. They're like a 48% split. So... Without knowing what the salary cap numbers are going to be, not just last year, but 21, 22, and so on, none of those guys got long-term deals. So, unfortunately for Shaq, fortunately for him, he has a great year. Unfortunately for him, he can't sign a long-term deal. But he gets the franchise tag at $15.8 million. That's a huge increase for him, right? From that's good. You're talking about going into last season. Last season. Right. So, he plays, he plays under the franchise tag. He was tagged. He played under the tag, but it was $15.8 million. Now, there's risk involved because if he got hurt, he'd get the money. But if his career was over, it's over. So you want guaranteed money for multiple years. Okay, so he felt like, all right, fine. I understand why I was tagged this season. Okay, I'll deal with it. I want a long-term deal. I want security for my family, but okay. So he goes out there, and he has a good year. Not a great year, but a, a very good year. Eight a, a good enough year that it, it didn't look like the previous year was a complete fluke. He's not fluke. a fluke. No. Complete fluke, right. No, one had some of the most uh, quarterback hits in the league. Uh, eight sacks, was a monster in the playoffs. Yeah, Three but sacks the NFC champ, Bay. yeah, right. 
you know, so so you want him. I mean, he's legit, right? Like he's he's legit. Now he's going to be twenty nine in November, not the youngest guy, but so whatever, we'll work it out, right? Now you're talking about edge rushers in this league, especially if you're going to give them the average of the top five salaries. Now you're, you're you know on a long term deal, you're talking about averaging twenty one million dollars a year. That's a lot of money, man. Sure. So, okay, so let's put that in a basket. All right. Now you got Chris Godwin, 25 years old, been to a Pro Bowl, um, could be a number one receiver on any team in the league. He's that good. Right. Okay. But you have a number one receiver in Mike Evans. But for Godwin, who's special and is only 25, you feel like, you know, we'll make the exception. It's a lot of money. You know, you're talking about. Him going from two point four million all the way up to sixteen point something million, sixteen point four, enormous amount of money, especially when you're paying Mike Evans damn near that much. And so between those two players, you're talking about committing for one season at least thirty million dollars. Right. Of a hundred and eighty million dollar cap's a lot of money. Right. But who's your quarterback? Tom, Tom Brady. Brady, yeah, and, and he obviously has a Real chemistry. Small, Godwin has a chemistry with Absolutely. With and in yeah. this offense, and people don't realize this, but in this offense, the slot receiver, it's not like New England where you have little guys running in and out. In this offense, in, in the Bruce Arians offense, the slot receiver is going to have the most targets. He's also got to be a guy who's big in the run game. I mean, Chris Chris Godwin blocks his butt off in the run game. He's, he's cracking back on linebackers, safeties, you name it. So he he's this guy who can run down. He's he's got vertical speed. He can make combat catches. He has great hands. Got went through a period where he had some drops, but primarily, you know, his target to drop ratio is, uh, you know, you don't have it. So he's a great player. And you drafted him. You drafted and developed him. You got him in the third round, Tom. Mm-hmm. Third round out of Penn State, and he turns into this monster right wide receiver. And Mike Evans is going into his eighth season. No matter what you say about Mike Evans, he's had 7,000-yard seasons. But eight years in the NFL for a receiver, that's a lot of wear and tear. That's a lot of hits. And he's been hurt. Sure. He played hurt, but he's been hurt. Okay, so is Godwin, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Godwin missed four games last year. <clears throat> okay. And still caught, what, 65 balls. Right? Still caught 65 balls and 800-something yards and six touchdowns, whatever. But, again, I always say this. Remember who the quarterback is. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, 43 Won a Super Bowl for you. First year. Small window. Might play a year or two. Okay? We're going for it. We're keeping the band together. How do we do it? How do we put together this puzzle? If Godwin makes it to free agency, because you don't have much money under the salary cap, you just don't. Right? You can create more, but you just don't have a lot. Somebody's going to grab a 25-year-old wide receiver and give him four or five years. Right, averaging seventeen, eighteen, maybe even as much as twenty million dollars. Who knows? Right. But they're going to overpay. The few teams that have salary cap room are going to overpay for a Chris Godwin, because those guys usually don't make it to free agency. Now, there's not a lot of money out there because, again, the salary cap is small. A lot of teams, very few teams, have much room. But it only takes one. Okay. And we heard Baltimore. We heard Indianapolis. There are teams that definitely wanted Chris Godwin. So if I don't franchise him as the Bucks, he's toast. He's gone. Now you can say, well, he's a receiver. We can get other receivers. We've got good receivers. That is all true. All of that's true. But maybe you'd like to have Godwin in his best years, right, which are still in front of him, all right? Since you drafted and developed him, then 
knowing that Mike Evans is in the later part of his career. And so when Evans goes away um, or you don't renew his contract or what have you, you've still got a number one receiver in the in his prime. Okay? So if you franchise him, you only have to pay him one year. Right? Now, you can't you can't do funny things with the salary cap on a franchise tag because it's the full you know it's the right, full right. amount. The sixteen point four ends up on on your salary cap. But there'll be more money for him next year, right? In a long term deal. And you even have till July fifteenth if you can get a deal done for him that's more cap friendly. But Okay, as opposed to, okay, the other alternative would be Shaq Barrett. Well, Shaq Barrett, in his mind, is, look, look, I I took the franchise tag last year. Now, to tag him, you have to offer him, because you're going to tag a guy twice. The second time you franchise, and you only do it twice, second time you put a franchise tag on somebody, you got to pay him 120% of what he made last year. Right, so it's not the average of the top five. It's now a raise on top of that. So now it's a big raise on top of what the franchise number was a year ago. Right. Again, it's still one year, okay? But the problem is he's been wanting long-term security for his family. He's been renting two years here, you know, in, in, in Tampa, and he's he's over being franchised. So he's got Drew Rosenhaus, and Drew Rosenhaus says to you, hey, you'd like to sign us to a long-term deal, and they do. They've expressed that interest. But Rosenhaus says, we're not even talking to you until we see who you tag. We don't want the tag. We don't need the tag. We, we, are, we are praying you don't tag us. But if you do, you know, that's going to be a problem. Now, what, do you, what does that mean? A what, problem. What a, a, near for, a year from now, it's going to be a problem? Maybe a holdout. Yeah. Uh, you know. Hold on, when? Uh, next season? Well, training no, kid. no this year. I mean, year. Okay. He, he wouldn't have a chance to go anywhere else, but he could He could make it uncomfortable, right? right. right. He could say, I told you not to, to franchise me. You franchise me. I'm not happy. I'm never talking to you about a long-term deal. Right. If I play next year, I'm done. Right? You can't, you can't franchise me again. You only do it twice. So this will be it for me. And you got a, mal- you got a player who's unhappy, okay? As opposed to... If we find out you franchise somebody else, then we're all about talking to you about a long-term deal. We love Tampa. We don't want to go anywhere else. Um, we're, we're looking to buy a house here. We want market value. We're not going to. We're not going to give you a hometown discount. But but you you have you have us and us alone to negotiate with until the the fifteenth of March. So if you look at the big picture, they feel confident through their discussions. I would imagine that the way to play this is franchise Godwin. You don't have to worry about him for a year. Right. Okay. Uh, and then they did something else, uh, you know, on Tuesday, they re-signed Levante David, but they did it in such a way. And they normally don't do this with their contracts, but they re-signed Levante David. He got two years, $25 million, which isn't, he was making 10, but for a guy, you know, he, if he were a free agent, somebody may pay him 16 million. So two years, $25 million. Okay, he's 31, $20 million guaranteed. But here's what they did. It was a, basically a two-year deal, but they added three years on the back of it, and they made him voidable. In other words, he's never going to play those years. Right. They're not, they have no intention. They told him, we have no intention of you playing these years. However, it enables us to take the guaranteed money and spread it out over five years. And his salary cap number for 2021 is only th- about $3.5 million. So... Instead of 12 and a half or 14 or whatever it would be normally, 
it's only three and a half. Well, that gives me all kinds of room to, to uh, you know, concentrate on my other free agents, including Jack Barrett. So if you look at the whole picture and you go, hey, I want to make sure we get these three guys, and then we'll, and then we'll worry about the others too, but these are the three primary guys, you know, Barrett, Godwin, Levante. Well, they've got two of the three locked up right now. And if somehow Barrett, you know, they don't get in agreement with him, and he goes out to free agency, yeah, he could leave. You know, the Jacksonville Jaguars may throw just buku money at him. And that would be unfortunate. And it may be a mistake. You just, you won't know. You're going to have to find, you know, and you don't have a ton of money. You're going to have to find another defensive end, but you may, or linebacker, but you may draft one. Um, You know, you may just have to rotationally do it somehow. I think it's a gamble, but I think, I think that you knew a couple things that if you franchise Shaq Barrett, you're losing Godwin and they weren't prepared to lose him. Not with Tom Brady here. No, it all makes sense. And, and also, I mean, it's sounding like that if they had tagged Barrett, it would have been a disaster with Barrett. That's what I think. In some, in some way. Yes. Whether he held out, whether he was a malcontent, in any case, you well, came never back had and said, "Fine, I'll play," last... but forget it. I'm never playing here again. I'm never playing here sure. again, right? Like you, you know that would that would have been it for him, and that and maybe maybe that would have been okay, depending on what kind of year he has. But you know, when you get to know these guys and you see how they operate within your defense, and you and and you find something, both they found you know that they're very good in Bowles' defense, and he found. Uh, you found out that you, you know you, you discovered this guy on the scrap heap, and he's an elite pass rusher. You usually you usually have a desire to stay where you're at. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. if the player in the team, my experience is that if, and you know this covering um, all the teams you covered hockey and otherwise, if there's a desire for the team to stay, to, for the player to want to stay, and the team to want to resign them, it usually works out that way. Usually, not always, right? But if there's a good faith effort by both sides. You're usually going to come to some accord. Do you? So let me like. So let me take me through a little bit more on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they tag Godwin with the mm-hmm. hope of re-signing Shaq Barrett, and mm-hmm. so, so let's start there. Mm-hmm. What are the odds of them? Not you don't have to give me like numbers, but yeah. I mean, what what's sort of the plan moving? Like, do they really believe they can sign him to a long term deal at this point? Yes, yes, they do. They think they have a good chance. If they didn't think they had a good chance, it probably. Well, you'd have to make the you'd have here's what your decision would be: one year of Shaq Barrett and no more years of Godwin, or many years with Godwin and no more years with Shaq Barrett. See well, let I mean? me okay. So let me flip it around. If they had tagged Shaq Barrett, say say yeah. they somehow worked it out, and you yeah. know, and um, Barrett, even if they said we can, we'll we'll live with Barrett for one more year, and then it might be time to move on from him. Anyway, we'll let him pout. He'll miss part of training camp, but we'll have him back, and he's going to play his rear end off because he's playing for his next contract yeah. now with at that point there do you get the sense that they would have had a really hard time signing chris godwin i like, do like as you mentioned a few, just a few moments ago somebody would have thrown just a ton of money i think at, right? i think what teams would have done is and this is what they would have done they knowing the bucks salary cap situation there's not many teams that would have done this let's say it's jacksonville or let's say it's baltimore or indianapolis that has the money some team, knowing the Bucks' salary cap situation, would have structured a deal that had such a big cap value in years one and two that the Bucks just simply couldn't have fit them in. Yeah, you know whether it was whether it was a combination of guaranteed money paid out in the years one and two, a cap number that was exceeded 
you know, what it will, 16.4. Um, you can structure these deals any way you want. And I think somebody would have put a poison pill in there. And plus, just the total value. I mean, there would have been a bidding war. There have been more than one team, including the Bucks, wanting them. And when that happens, the player wins. You know, the player usually is overvalued a little bit and gets an enormous contract. And the Bucks would have at some point with, you know, because they just don't want three guys. They want Gronkowski back at some rate. They'd like to have Sue back at some rate. They want to re-sign Ryan Suckup for sure. Um, you know, Antonio Brown, if he doesn't get a big offer, would come back. Uh, Leonard Fournette, I think, is going to get more than what they're willing to pay. But you, but you don't write them off. No, so, and, not, and you got to sign a running back somewhere. Probably. And you got to have a running back somewhere. You may draft one at sure, 32, sure. or you may you may sign, you know, um, a player that Tom Brady has played with before, right. you know, um, that can catch the ball better. So, like James White. So there's there's all kinds of of other things you still want. Um, so you, you just you know if, if there's a poison if there's a poison pill in there you're not you're just not going to be able to do it. So I just think it's a calc it's a calculus. It's you know they're the ones talking to Drew Rosenhaus and Shaq Barrett. They're the ones that know what their desire is. And the other thing too is that you know. I mean, I really do think wherever Shaq goes next or wherever he signs, that, that, that's where he wants to be for four, three, four, five years. You know, that's where he wants his family to grow up. That's, and Tampa has a big advantage on that. And plus, you just won a Super Bowl. And, you know, Shaq Parrott now has two rings, so he, he clearly doesn't have to chase rings. Yeah, that, that, that's the other part that I wanted to, hit, to ask you about because we talked about this when I was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. I'm, you know, me, I'm. Once I, if I won a Super Bowl, I'd be a mercenary at that point. I'm like, I'm going to get all the money I can get because yeah. we, we talked about Chris Godwin in this. That, mm-hmm. I mean, Chris Godwin. I'm sure Chris Godwin's partly happy that okay, he's going to get paid this year. But there's also probably a part of him like, man, this is a risky year for me coming up. You know, I, I got to stay it's healthy. A terrible risk, right? And I'm trying, and I have maybe five years left in this league, six like really productive, make yeah. a ton of money years left. Yeah. and I I'm not planning on you know, like not living after the next five years. I, like I, I want to make money for the rest of my life. I got to live until I'm seven. And he may have other things he can go on to do, but I don't know very many people. All that, his wealth is going to be made in the exactly. first Exactly. You don't make $60 million dollars doing life. something else. That's right. Typically. Now, right. so so we anyway, the point, give me get back to the point of, okay, they won a Super Bowl. Does that make it harder, you think, to sign these guys? Because now it's not like you came super close to winning a Super Bowl and and you sort of play the old, like, hey, let's get the band back together. We're so close. We can win this whole thing. I mean, I think I really do believe, like, when the Lightning re-signed Steven Stamkos there and Victor Hedman, I mean, there was a part of those guys like, hey, we're almost there. Like, mm-hmm. we can win a Stanley Cup if we just keep going here. We're we're really close. I think that was a big factor in them re-signing those guys. That they, they, they started here, they wanted to build something here, and they were so close. Well, then they won a cup. Now I now they're signed for the long term. Mm-hmm. The same thing with the Bucks. Chris Godwin, you came in, you went through some of the bad mm-hmm. times, and now we're really close. Mm-hmm. Now you won. Now I don't mm-hmm. like now I'm not like you said, I'm not chasing a ring now. I got it. No. So I want to go make a bunch of money. So does winning the Super Bowl, do you think, all of a sudden change the dynamic where a guy might be not yes. as willing to come back? Absolutely. No, absolutely. And I, and, and I think, again, it's what your priorities are. I mean, you know, everybody everybody wants to win, but but, they, but more than win, they want to get paid and win. 
And so, and who's to say, I mean, if you look at the history of the game, there's not many teams that repeat. So if I were going to tell you, you can play for the Bucks or take the field, what are your odds are? Are they better playing for the Bucks or the field? Well, it would depend on which, you know, Jacksonville, maybe which not. Which field it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but at the end of the day, it's not easy to repeat. So that's not a slam dunk that coming back here puts another ring on your finger. I do think, though, I do think Brady brings a different sort of, like, belief and dynamic um, to these guys. And I think they really enjoy playing for him. And, you know, the other thing is, is that, they, you know, with the Bucks, you have to you have to swallow some of the numbers. Like you, you know, like Mike Evans had to do it, and Chris Godwin had to do it, and you know they brought in Antonio Brown, and then you got Scotty Miller, and then what about the tight ends? And you know, there's a lot of a lot of mouths to feed. So statistically, you know, you may not have 1,300 yards like he did two years ago, and that's another thing is like if you're Chris Godwin, well, I'd like to have a big year this year because I'm going to be a free agent again. You sure. know, and if I play for the Bucks, eh, I don't know that I get that many. I don't know that I get that many targets. You know, because I got to share the ball. Um, so I'm sure there's a part of Chris Godwin that feels like Shaq did a year ago. Look, the the players' union negotiated this whole franchise player thing because they wanted some continuity with the best players on each team. You know, they didn't want to turn it into a free for all where like three teams have good players because they all go where the money is or you know, you build a dynasty and, and, you know, and, and all these other teams lose their best players. They, they bargained this so they can blame the union, but I'll, I'll bet you that there's a part of Godwin's like, Hmm, well, 16.4, honey. That's a lot. And he's got a fiance. That's a lot of money, man. We're, we're going from two to 16. This is incredible, but boy, I hope I don't get hurt. You know, hope I, mean, I hope, my gosh. hope nothing I mean, bad the- happens to me. I mean, it could cost him, a, and, and let's I, I'm, don't wish it upon him. And for anything, I mean, you're mm-hmm. talking about costing a guy. It could cost seventy. It could be a seventy, 70 million, 80, dollar ninety million, a hundred sure. million dollars, hundred million dollars, Tom. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. That's what it could be, and so that's why guys hate franchise tags. That's why Shaq Barrett. You don't think that he thought about it before every game? I hope I don't get hurt today. Right. Well, especially oh. when it's like me. I did this once. I can understand the sort of. Yeah. resentment that if you were to do it to, to me to do again. it again right yeah right and that's that's i think that and you know what and there's also i bet you know just the humanity side of it it's like hey I've, I've done everything you've asked right i i came in here i led the league in sacks i'm a good guy i don't give anybody any trouble um you know i've done it the right way i'm a leader you know i get double teamed i, I you know i don't complain whatever you don't want to punish guys like that. And when I say punish, I know, well, yeah, you know, no, they know, really yeah. punished them. They gave them, you know, $17 million. No, but I mean, you know, you, you want those guys to get their reward. They, they did everything you asked. It is, it is time for them to get a long-term deal. Now it's going to be interesting to see when they sit down and actually negotiate this, because he's going to be 29 in November. How many years do you think that deal is going to be for really, you know, right? are we guaranteeing them four years of salary? Are we guaranteeing three and then we have three more that has a club option. I mean, I think it'd be more like that. But, you know, so there's no slam dunk that they get it done. But I do think that, like, you know, you want to be friends. It's not – we always said it's not show friends, it's show business. But I, I do think there's some goodwill there that they didn't franchise them. And I think that gives them a chance to resign them. If they – I think Godwin leaves and you got Shaq for one year. That's what I think would have happened. Right. If you did it the other way. And I think they're willing to roll the dice. And look, if Sha- if Shaquille Barrett 
goes gets into free agency and signs someplace else, well, it was too rich, you know, for you. And that's that's unfortunate. And you gotta find your next Shaquille Barrett. You know, that's just what scouting is all about. And you may draft one or you may develop one or whatever, but I just don't think they could put the puzzle together another way. Let me okay, so let, let me let me ask you about the other part of this thing that happened and play de- I'll play devil's advocate here. Sure. So they signed Levante David. Again, not a ton of money, but decent money. I mean mm, twenty five million really over good. two years. Yeah, thirty one year old. Thirty one, been in the league what, nine years, I want to say. Nine uh, years. you know, which is a long time in the NFL. I'm not yeah. saying he's not a productive player. He is, and I know what he means to the franchise. He's a leader and he's still a very good football player. However, mm-hmm. I I did wonder if the priority shouldn't have been on Shaq Barrett, even if it meant, you know what, we may have to let Levante go. I mean these are the tough decisions that you have to make. Yeah. When you win champion like you said. People win championships, and everybody wants paid. Everybody wants yeah. a car deal. Everybody wants mm-hmm. all the spoils that come with with winning. And mm-hmm. you have to make tough choices. We've seen other franchises do it. The Bucks did it. You know, there was a time you were there when they, you know, they, they moved cut on Derek from Brooks, Derek Brooks, Warren Sapp, John Lynch, Warwick Dunn. I mean, and yeah. we saw we've seen New England's. You know, they won championships after letting go guys when they still could play because they needed to sign other guys. Yep. So was there? do you think there ever was a moment, or should there have been a moment where like, you know what, Levante, we love you, but right now we gotta, we're going to talk to Shaq, and then we'll get back to you, uh, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's making he's, – he's going to average 12.5. That's not insignificant money, especially for, uh, you know, a 31-year-old player. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. With Levante, I, I think there's... I think there is a a bigger intangible with him. You know, physically he still can do it, right? He had 116 tackles. He made plays all over the field. And who's he playing next to? He's playing next to a guy in Devin White that looks like Ray Lewis, but isn't quite there yet, right? right? Although he took a huge step last season. <laughs> sure, he did. I mean, I mean, he's like the dude now. He he's the guy in the middle now, but. For what Levante represents, um, you know, for the way he can play, number one, but also the leadership part of him, you know, that's underrated because he's not a flashy guy, he's not a talkative guy. Um, you know, he's here during the lean years, the nine seasons and no playoffs. But I, I just think that, you know, that C on his chest – is so huge for for this football team and for that defense, which still has a bunch of young guys on the back end, that they want all of that back. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. if they could do it, they wanted to do it. And the great thing about Levante was he was willing to do something that they've never – they haven't done. Like, Greenberg frowns on on pushing the price tag down the road, right? Like, they don't like to have dead money of a player that – you know, a lot of times when you get rid of a player – whether it's Drew Brees or others, there can be a lot of dead money, meaning 
it's still it's still on your salary cap, but you the player is not the playing. The player's anymore. no longer there, yeah. Well, they decided to mortgage Levante David a little bit. And he was a he was a willing to structure the deal that way. Um he had to agree to it. But they put three dummy years, dummy voidable years on the back end of his contract. It's really a two year deal. It'll it'll look like a five year deal, but he's never gonna see years three, four, and five. So he was able to work with them and you would expect that. And I think they would have liked to have done it. But again, this this pandemic had such an adverse effect on the salary cap that what their plans were at the start of last season until and what they became were two different things. They've had to get creative. And I credit Mike Greenberg and others for you know for, for finding ways to do this. Again, that price tag is gonna come due one day. But if but you've got when two it comes Lombardi to, trophies in in the case, well, not only that, that that might going to come too. And also, I mean, they're getting ready to sign a new TV deal, right? In That's next, correct. In and so year. the salary cap number is going to go way up because they sure. have ten year. You're going to talking about every network partner is going to sign a ten year deal, which is going to some be of them might not start for money. a year or yeah. two, but it's going to be so much money that the salary cap is going to spike so much that you know what? That three and a half million dollars a year for the next three years for Levante David, is not going to be very significant. Right. You know, it's just not. Because they don't carry a lot of dead money over. So I just think that, you know, they feel like they have a window. they got the greatest quarterback of all time. He just won a Super Bowl in his first year. He had no training camp. He had no all that stuff. And they're like, let's if we can stick together. And that's what Bruce Arian said last year. Look, if we can keep this defense together and get a quarterback that doesn't turn it over, we can we can go a long way. Well, they went all the way. So right. uh, all that's part of the calculus, you know, it's like, you know, but I think with David, his, his willingness to work with them and, and, and add the voidable years and that kind of thing. Plus he didn't want to go anywhere else. He want, you know, I mean, think about Levante David, you could say, well, you won your ring, go someplace else and make the money. Well, he made $50 million in his last contract. So, you know, for him, he spent nine years here and got to experience the playoffs once and they went all the way. Mm-hmm. Well, Tampa, he'd like to do it again. Like, you know. Yeah, that's a guy where it's the opposite of the guy. Who, it, right. For me, it would be the opposite of Chris Godwin. Uh, and I'm Godwin. not even saying Chris Godwin wants to leave. I'm just right. saying. But Godwin spent four years here and he won a Super Bowl. Right. Levante David went through some lean times. And now that it's getting really good and really a lot of fun and you're right. winning, hey, I'd like to taste that again, you know, because I built this place. I helped build this defense. You know, I feel, speaking of which, you know, I feel, I've actually thought about this guy a couple of times over the last I know what you're gonna say. two months. Gerald McCoy. Poor yeah. Gerald McCoy, man. Yeah. And I know he's he's sort of polarizing in town. I don't think anybody thinks he's a bad guy, but there are a lot of people in town who do, weren't a big Gerald McCoy fan. No, of course not. Um, I was. I thought he was just tremendous. And, I, it's, and he's been totally classy about it and really, seems really gen, genuinely excited for his former teammates. But boy, just a... He talk about living through the lean years and oh my gosh and being a leader and being a, you know, a guy who was really really wanted to win and really wanted to do the right things and then to sit there and watch as the team finally gets its act together <laughs> that had to be that had to be next to I would say you know Tony Dungy right who who built a pretty good team and watched John Gruden take it and win a Super Bowl yeah right that had to be hard for Tony Dungy right. Well, this had to be really, really hard, um, you know, in my opinion, for Gerald McCoy. Now, McCoy, you know, almost as soon as Arians got here, they evaluated him. And, and to be honest with you, Arians was not a big fan of the way he played. 
he he thought that you know he wasn't stout enough for what in a three four for what Bowles wanted to do. He thought he was more of a of a four three under tackle, which he is. So it was kind of like a fit as much as anything. Didn't think he was physical enough, and so you know they owed him thirteen million dollars, and they said mm, we're not going to pay you thirteen million. And he was basically like, well, if you're not going to pay me thirteen million, I'd like to be a free agent then. And so as soon as the Bucks found out and could could confirm that Indomitian Sue, who was released by the Rams, was still going to play football because there was talk about him retiring, and they worked out an agreement in principle, in May of that summer is when they released Gerald McCoy. May. And then he signed with – he had like two or three teams that were interested. He signs with the Carolina Panthers, and everybody went, oh. And remember, as soon as he left, they signed Sue, and they gave the 93 gave to his Sue. number, yeah. And that was a big deal, right? There were all these feelings, right? And that, that's who Gerald is. If you said, who is Gerald McCoy? You think, well, a lot of feelings there. You know sure. what I mean? Like, pretty sensitive guy. But but he was a hell of a player. And you can look up his production. I mean, his production was crazy. And you talk about bad football. You talk about dysfunctional franchise. All those coaches, right? Injuries his first two years. like the And, and, and he didn't ask for this position. But when he got here... There were no def- veteran defensive linemen like Sue or Golston or Jason Pierre-Paul. You know, he had to answer for it from the get-go. Mm-hmm. They were, we were coming to him, and this guy was a rookie. Then he was a, then he was a second year. You know, he, he, had, he was the reason why they lost. He had to answer for all those losses. He got tired of it, you know. And so he, he, he got the best deal he could. He went to Carolina, and then last year – he tore up his quad. And a heartbreaking. I mean, he goes to he first thought, practice. He goes to a team that he sort of grew up with, you know, Dallas, the Dallas yeah. Cowboys, yeah. and yeah, uh, just yeah, first practice, and um, he tears up his quad, and he's out for the year. So he's thirty three. He'd like to play, and he was on Sirius XM Radio, I think, with Mark Dominic, if I'm not mistaken. And he was asked about, you know, are there is there one team or is there thirty one teams, and, and what about you know somehow Tampa came up because man, I'd love to play for Tampa. I bet he would. You know. And and sure, and you know, his thing is, I waited all those years for these guys to win. I'd love to be a part of winning here. You know what I mean? Sure. Because that's where all my blood, sweat, and tears were, and I didn't get to experience. You want me to experience the playoffs with Tom Brady? Heck yeah, sign me up. It wouldn't cost much. Look, I would say this, that, and I have not a lot of intel to base this on, but if there's a guy that I think they may have trouble re-signing, it's Sue. Mm. Because... You know, Sue has always struck me as you know, that Warren Buffett buddy that, you know, have gun, will travel, you know. Right. And if somebody pays him, he may be off He may be off again. And he's won his Super Bowl. He got his ring. He's played in two of them in a row. So, um, or two out of three, two I guess. Two out of three, right, yeah. Yeah, and he played for the Rams, and they lost to New England and Tom Brady. So, I, I mean, if you lost Sue... You know, it's going to be William Golston and Vita Vea who's taking another step to, you know, Pro Bowl legend uh, level. So, you know, there might might actually be a need for a defensive tackle. I don't know it's going to be Gerald. Right. Because right. I think the same reasons why they didn't keep him the first time would apply even more so. Um, and at best, he'd probably be like a rotational guy, I would think. But. You know, who's to say? Um, you never say never in this league. You well, know, good explainer, man. All this was great. I, as soon as yeah. this all happened on Tuesday, I couldn't wait to do the podcast with you because I just wanted to hear what you had to say. Like, why do, Why Godwin? Why not Barrett? Yeah. Why Levante at that money? Why 
Right. What's going to happen with this guy, that guy, that guy? So really good well, explainer. It was really... they, they could be, you know, the bottom line is they could be wrong. <laughs> and so, I mean, uh, but I think, again, I think they're trying to put together the puzzle. And look, if they get Shaq Barrett and Levante and Godwin, anything after that, whether Gronkowski comes back or that's all gravy to me. Those three guys were the three major guys, in my opinion. Right. You know, so that was uh, uh, that's that's what they needed to do. All right. So, uh, Tommy, what you got going? Oh, I wanted to ask you about this because you're, uh, of course, you get the newsletter in Porter.org uh, that you guys can check out. Some big news in uh, at the White House with Joe Biden. What, his dog dogs? Major. <laughs> his dog Major had a minor problem. With somebody at the White House, and I guess attacked him for lack of a better term. I Nibbled, guess I, you know bit. Jen Psaki, the the uh, White House press secretary. I guess made a comment about yeah, he was unfamiliar with somebody that was <laughs> unfamiliar. Was that what is that? What does that mean? It's like what did Pence forget <laughs> a pen? This, did, did Trump forget a, <laughs> Trump forget is like a hey, I left my I left a credit card in that desk. Can I come get it? Like Arr. yeah. Can you say spy? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened. Hey, you'll be happy to know. I talked to uh, talked to my favorite uh, my favorite um, former newscaster uh, on email the other day, Katie Couric. We were oh trade- yeah, yeah. We were trading about. Do you know she's hosting Jeopardy this week and next? Oh really? Now this is, is this a does she want that full time gig? I don't. I haven't asked her that. I don't think so. I don't. No. I well. well I, they pay awfully I would. well. I'm sure. Heck yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. She, I'm. She, but she has so much going on. She has like her own newsletter. Really? She just finished her memoir. She's. Uh, she's got a ton of stuff. I'm going to try to catch up with her next week. What's and, the name uh, of the memoir? I'm just curious. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that she has a name for it yet. But hmm. it's. Um, but hopefully, I'm going to talk to her in the next week or so and uh, and get the lowdown. So, but yeah, hopefully, I ho- hopefully uh, it's not. It's not called. Uh, the days of wine and hand sanitizer. It might, it might be. That was the day of the night of wine and hand sanitizer. The day of wine and hand sanitizer. <laughs> That's pretty good. By That's Katie Couric. But she, uh, no, she, she's hosting Jeopardy, and she did a real good – I've watched the first two nights of it. She's been great. So. See, my problem with hosting Jeopardy is, is like when they go to like, uh, you know, Greek mythology, oh, yeah. or you know, French Spanish, words, Spanish yeah. galleons, or yeah, you know, whatever. Like I couldn't pronounce anything. No, I'd look you like know, an idiot. I would, yeah. I'd look like a complete fool. How much? How much work would I have to do to learn how to say the words for the question? You know, right? Greek mythology for two hundred, and I'd start to read. I'm like, uh, here, you guys can see it. Just read it. <laughs> right. Bring in exactly. We'd have the guest, uh, like my wife, would stand up there and tell you what the Greek word was. But, um, you know, I'm going to tell you, and I I heard uh, Kyle Brandt say this on Good Morning Football, and I bought it. I half bought it. And let me ask you what you would do. Okay. So you know the guy who truly grew up wanting this job, and I'm not exaggerating about this. I think I know who you're going to say. the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Oh, wow. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers does not take this job lightly. He's he's going to host I think 10 of them. I think that's true. And he won once on there. He won he, Celebrity Jeopardy. He won the Celebrity Jeopardy, but he's a huge Jeopardy guy from from Jump Street from mm-hmm. growing up, right? Now let me ask you this question. Cuz this is interesting to me. Yeah. 
So you're Aaron Rodgers and you're playing football and you just won an MVP and threw 48 touchdowns, whatever, 50, whatever it was, and you didn't make it to the Super Bowl, but your team is capable. They've won 13 games the last two years, all that. Okay? Mm-hmm. But along comes an opportunity because they need a host, and not just any host. They're going to hire somebody permanently. Like right now. You could do this right – if you say right now I will take this job, you may do it as long as Alex Trebek. Right. Like, you know, you may have this job for 30, 30 years. 30 years. Yeah, yes. 30 years of really good money. Right. Right? More money than you could ever make in the rest of your career in football, as well-paid as they are. But And if you turn it down, you'll but if you never say get that no, offer again. If you say no, right. that chair is filled – and you will never get to host Jeopardy again. What do you do? I take the job. I take it. I think I'm telling I would, you. I would. I do think it. there's there's a part of me that not only would do it. I think Rogers might do it. That I think would there's not... a real chance that Rogers could say, "I've done everything. I, you know, I had a game in Green Bay. We didn't win it. There's no guarantee. I've been to one Super Bowl in ten years. I'm not going to chase this thing if I can get on Jeopardy and do this job for thirty years." And this make and make in incredible words, money. Too. Football football might have been something he dreamed about doing and playing in a suit. He's done it all, right? Mm-hmm. But but what if this was his dream? What if what if hosting Jeopardy was what he grew up as a kid saying, "Man, I'd love to host that show one day." I don't know how you try. And even even if it wasn't your dream as a kid, if they came to you now and you started playing out the rest of your life, and I say, I can make. I don't know what Trebek was. I mean, I'm sure he could turn it into a $10 million a year gig. I think Sajak oh. makes like ridiculous money to do Will Probably Fortune. 20, don't you think? I mean, what does Judge at Judy the end of make? It. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's, the syndication and the... I mean, uh, say the, it's 10. Just say it's 10. $10 okay, million. Dollars $10 million for 30 years. For 30 years. What other I, job? Now, he may be able to go do... He's a smart guy. I don't know what else he has planned for... For, yeah, he can be a broadcaster, and Tony Romo's doing well. I mean, he could do stuff, right? I mean, he could get into business. I mean, yeah. I don't know, you know his own brand, but there's ways for him to make money. But what if this is his deal? I would do it. I would do it in, in a heartbeat. You know what? I always find that found it interesting when Drew Carey. Drew Carey had a pretty successful stand-up career. He did a comedy and series. Did yeah. a show, had his own show, and I'm sure he could have would have eventually done another show. And they mm-hmm. came along. Price is right, man. You want to do Price is right? Think about that. Like. Price is right. He jumped that and said, I would be crazy not to take that job. He's been, and I don't know how long he's been doing it. It's been a lot longer than you think, I bet. Well, Bob Barker's been off the air for a while. Yeah, it's, I bet you it's been at least 10 years more or more. It, yeah. And, and he's, you know, all those cats and dogs are spayed and neutered. <laughs> That's right. He could do it for another, and he will do it for another 20 years. And it's a steady gig for the rest of your life. And a popular gig. And a popular and, gig. And you're never out of the spotlight. Never. Right? And that doesn't stop you. You can keep doing other things, you know? Sure. I'm sure he does stand up here and there or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, could act, could do, you know, on a show now. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, you, you, you think like, wow, it's every day. No, they tape like about four of those in a day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, when I could... talked to Katie Kirk, she she had taped these a month ago, apparently. So There you go. It's um, it's uh, That's a really good question. You, I would do it. I would definitely do it. I, I would not, only would, right not only would I would do it, I would, rec- I would recommend Aaron Rodgers he do it. Right. Now, if I'm... Uh, a young guy, if I'm Deshaun Watson in that opportunity, oh, game, I'm like, story. eh, that's a different, different story. story. I have never won a Super Bowl. But I how much longer is Aaron Rodgers going to play really at a high level? Two two to three more years. Two to three more years. He's not Tom Four Brady. Four at the outside. He's not Tom Brady. No. 
He's not going to take care of himself like that. Nobody's going to sacrifice like that. So maybe so. maybe he gets to one more Super Bowl. Maybe. Right. Well, he's getting ready to get married too, right? Or he's engaged. Yeah, he's to... marrying an act. She's gonna. He's talking about fatherhood. Yeah. So and that's another thing. You're marrying a Hollywood type. Right. And you're a California. Yeah. Here's the other thing. You're a up. California guy. You want to spend more time in Green Bay? Really? Or you want to go to Hollywood? Let's start double jeopardy. <laughs> that's what I'm. <laughs> that's what I'd be saying. <laughs> Here are today's categories. The Daily Double. Here are today's categories. <laughs> That's right. Potpourri. <laughs> Potpourri. There you go. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, check out Tom Jones and uh, Pointer.org, his newsletter every day, and read about Aaron Rodgers and Jeopardy. I gave you something <laughs> to think about. Thanks, Tommy. We'll do it tomorrow. Sounds good. My thanks to Tom Jones. He'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk a little football, a little Dallas Cowboys, and some fan bases, as well as baseball has done something to the baseballs we've got all that tomorrow on sports day tampa bay for steve bursting i'm rick stroud of the tampa bay times have a great day everybody mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.